Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past, and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. Today is Friday, October 23rd, and up here in the Northeast, it's starting to feel like winter is coming. On the the verge of November, by next week, by the time I record this, we will pretty much be in November. For many, that means two more months of school, maybe even less. For some, that means some harsh weather is on the way. Either way, I hope that everyone makes it through healthy, both physically and mentally. Which allows us to jump right in where, for the first week since the inception of this podcast, We don't have any NBA news. Now, they did announce that they're planning on returning around December 22nd, but I don't want to speak too much on it until something is approved. So this time, we can start with the NFL news where another bevy of headlines have hit our timelines. And to begin, we have Antonio Brown, a former MVP candidate, wide receiver. Antonio Brown, who was one of the best wide receivers of all time, a perennial top five player in the NFL, whose career seemed to be over when he started displaying remnants of what people perceived to be CTE. As he went on a streak of some suspicious and not well-advised decisions that led him to being released by multiple teams. But now, after a eight-week suspension, we found that he will now be joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team that just signed Tom Brady, who many regard as not just the greatest quarterback of all time, but the greatest player in NFL history. So we'll see if, one, Antonio Brown is still what he used to be, which is a top five player at his position at minimum. And two, we'll see what that means for the entire team. Because now a team that had a solid offense may have a catastrophic one. An unbeatable one. One that will put up as many points as they desire every single Sunday. But because he can't debut until week nine, we'll have some time before we can make any bold claims about what this pairing will bring. But in other news, the team that so many had turned on for having the most corona cases in their team, the team that would have to move the schedule, shuffle around so many games because they couldn't keep the COVID down. The Tennessee Titans come back from being publicly shamed and are now one of the very few undefeated teams in the league. Not only are they undefeated, but they've beaten some solid teams and are starting to look like legitimate contenders. Not that they weren't last year, but it shows that even with all that time off, all the controversy, talent and good coaching can always win out. And that should be a lesson to everyone that no matter what 
distractions come into your life, what things that you have to deal with that may try to inspire you to fall into a victim mindset. If you just keep on your path, if you just make sure that your goal is in mind, you can bypass all of that. A team that you would expect to have been shaken by all the controversy in the news is coming back. And by any means, by all means, they are a force to be reckoned with. They're right at the top of many people's rankings along with the Pittsburgh Steelers who've shown no sign of slowing down with a dominant defense and a spectacular, unselfish offense. They look set up for a big run as well, and we'll continue to see as the weeks go on and they begin to be challenged by more difficult teams. And that challenge begins this week where they will be facing against the Titans. And two of the NFL's top juggernauts right now will decide which one should be the number one ranked team in the league. And with the trade deadline on the way, we'll see if any teams make some big moves to either plan for next year or to make a big statement this year in this bubble corona times. While there wasn't any more groundbreaking news per se, it's been a a pretty big week for sports in general. Just to note some events that are taking place right now, we're in the middle of the World Series in baseball between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, where Los Angeles Dodgers player Mookie Betts is putting up all types of historic numbers for his team as they are on their way to a 2-1 lead in the series. In boxing, last week there was a pretty big upset as a boxer from Brooklyn named Teofima Lopez be a three-belt champion in a match that he was a major underdog and seemed to pour his heart out on the line for the win. And now they showed a picture of him. He has four belts that he's holding now. Just a, a good underdog story in there. But the most highly anticipated one that I wanted to touch on was in the UFC, as Saturday, October the 24th, the day after this recording, there's a huge main card matchup for the lightweight division. And I did this last time there was a big matchup where I tried to attempt to emulate what the announcers do, and I'm going to do it again one more time. Not for the last time, but... Unless someone tells me otherwise, I'm going to try this again. So here I go. In the blue corner, we have the challenger, Justin Gaethje. In the blue corner, we have an American mixed martial artist coming out of Safford, Arizona. A D1 wrestler with a record of 22 wins and two losses. A man who every single one of his wins were by knockout, including the number one ranked fighter in his division. With a chip on his shoulder, the interim champion, the man who didn't want the fake belt. 
a man who wants it all. He wants to defeat the champion himself and wear the official lightweight champion belt. Justin Gaethje. And in the red corner, we have the man who calls himself the Eagle. Fighting out of Russia, a man who has 28 wins and zero losses, including a defeat of the notorious Conor McGregor. A man whose talking is all in the ring. We have the bear wrestler, unstoppable ground game fighter. Habib Nurmagomedov. So on October 24th, these two guys are going to be fighting for the lightweight division championship. So that should be pretty entertaining. And with that being said, we can move on to the music section of the podcast. Where there wasn't any major releases that took place this week. I did enjoy the Benny the Butcher album that I announced from last week called Burden of Proof for those into the more hardcore rap. And this week, the only major release that I saw was Ty Dolla Sign released an R&B album that's star-studded to say the least with features from Kanye West, Kehlani, Anderson Pac. The, the list goes on. There's plenty of people on the album. It's literally called Featuring Ty Dolla Sign. So he knows that this album is pretty much a features galore. But I will be checking it out to see if he's putting out some good music there. And the features are something to get excited over for those who are fans of the plentiful number of artists that are on that album. But a topic that I wanted to talk about this week was two main things that hit the news. The first of which was Twitch's... For those unfamiliar with Twitch, it's a streaming service for gaming where people come and stream, they play the games, they interact with their fans, they have an easy means for fans to donate and support their favorite streamers. But a lot of these streams use licensed music. They'll play songs from the radio, they'll play songs in their playlist without having to consult anybody about the licensing. And this week, the labels just came down on all of these streamers. So because of the DMCA, which is, in summary, the Copyright Act that speaks to people being able to use copyrighted music, Twitch started taking down recorded streams from some pretty important Twitch streamers because they had music in there. So now the fight is beginning between Twitch streamers and the record labels where In my eyes, while this made headlines because some serious streamers lost their content and now streamers are going to have to stream knowing that they can't play the music that they enjoy, I think this is all a setup for the record labels to come in and offer some type of licensing deal. I propose potentially a year-long subscription service. I'm sure that if the labels were to offer... You pay $100 a year to be able to have access to their catalogs that plenty of streamers will have no issue with that. Some streamers get $500 donations. 
Now, that does hurt some smaller streamers as when you start off, you won't be able to use music. But I could argue that that could be beneficial and might give smaller streamers more time to focus on refining their content before they add things that could be beneficial over the top. Unless you're a DJ streamer, I think it could have some good benefits. But again, the the fight between creator and labels, creator and these big companies is always going to go on. And as I said before, I'm always on the side of the artists, the creators. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. I think that it's a hotly contested discussion as... The labels want to keep as much money as they can. The creators want to make as much money as they can. It's it's a interesting relationship that's taking place. But the other main topic that came out this week, I saw TikTok announced that they're going to be dealing with some artists where they'll be debuting songs before the official release date, which is typically on a Friday. So on a Wednesday night, TikTok could unveil a new song that's coming out for the 30 second, however long the TikTok clips are, you'll be able to use snippets from that song. And that could, to some extent, build on momentum going into your album release. Now, this is an interesting thing that's taking place. Not that we haven't seen companies like Vine and Snapchat contribute to music's numbers, but we're in a time where... There's artists who are purely TikTok stars, artists who don't have any anticipation for albums, who haven't built any type of core fan base. They put these songs out on TikTok that are perfect for the dances. And I don't believe this is a real word, but for lack of a better term, the virality, the ability for a song to go viral is high on these artists' catalog. So there's artists like 24K Golden, who I only heard of from the XXL, he actually has a number one song in the country. A number one song almost exclusively because of TikTok. So what is the capability of companies like TikTok going direct to consumer, direct to creator simultaneously? It's something to keep an eye out on. I, as a creator myself now and someone who's always had some semblance of an interest in this, I've already planned on keeping my eye on what takes place here and what stance the labels will take. Because there continues to be a conversation of whether labels will eventually be phased out by these tech companies and distributors that are finding ways to intercept their relationships But there's some incredibly intelligent people up in those offices. And I'm interested to see what their next step is as artists continue to complain about having ownership over their music. But I always like to look at things from two sides. So just imagine with me for a second what a label stance is. Record labels profit, obviously, off of the artists that you see today, the superstars. But they also make a pretty big back end of their catalog profit as they own these major artists' catalogs. If you own Michael Jackson, The Beatles, James Brown, these major artists, 
you're always going to have a steady source of revenue coming in as these are legacy acts. And likewise, if you own Mariah Carey's Christmas catalog, when the holidays come around, a lot of money's coming into your pocket. So what reason do these labels have to conform to the artist's will? Now, for the artist, they just want to get what they're worth, which is 100% what your perspective should be. From the label, they feel like they have all the leverage. Why do they need to fold for the artist? Now, where the line is going to be drawn in the middle is when these tech companies come and say, we have the leverage now. What's to stop TikTok from signing artists to deals and forming their own sort of label? Now, that's obviously an extreme case. But conversations I am all but sure of are taking place at this very moment of what the future will hold. Now, some labels were smart about it and got in early. Some invested in Spotify and will be making money either way. They're hedging their bets. We'll see what happens. I'm definitely interested in having some conversations about that. If anyone wants to talk about what's going to happen going forward. But with that being said, we can move on to the... Now, before I move to the final section, which is the gaming section, the film industry. I've been having some conversations with some important people about what they project to happen in the film industry. And I heard some pretty good perspectives on what the future holds. While some say that movie theaters will completely be phased out, a lot of data has been showing that there's a large portion of movie viewing people who are essentially begging for movie theaters to return, granted once safety is ensured. So there's not a general interest in movies going completely to streaming and at-home experiences. But what some experts I've been reading as well, what some experts in the industry are claiming will happen, is movie theaters will become more of a premium experience. Similar to how with sports, you can view it at home or you could pay up to go to the games. They believe that the future will be movies being released simultaneously at home and in movie theaters. At home, a $30 or $40 price tag will likely be appropriate for if you desire that experience. And for the movie theaters, they can keep, I'd assume they might bump up the prices somewhat, but they're going to become more premier of an experience. When you want to go see the Avengers and have people screaming in the theater, they want to stay in that space as the premier experience. So in terms of the movie theater staying financially okay, just to dive in a little bit with the finances there, they'll likely have to get into the pockets of the TV services. So if Disney Plus is debuting their movie, they'll probably have to cut a deal with the movie theaters where the movie theaters get some percentage of those earnings while Disney gets some percentage of the movie theater's earnings. 
And that'll be a way to keep both of them alive because as we've seen with the experiments that have taken place so far, neither can be particularly successful without the other. So they have to build an even stronger bond on the releases. Disney thought that they could do it, but it clearly didn't work with them. And likewise, I believe the biggest release that took place during the pandemic was the Trolls movie. And even they noticed a pretty significant hit. So if Hollywood wants to stay making the type of money that they were making prior to the pandemic, they have to further build on their bond with movie theaters, contribute to getting people to get back to the movie theaters. And hopefully around this time next year, Everyone, including myself, will be back in those theaters. And with that tidbit of news, we can move on to the gaming section where there wasn't any major news for the first week in a while. So rather than trying to manufacture some more next-gen news as we approach that day, I wanted to speak to something that I've seen only a few articles talk about that could have some pretty interesting impact. And what I'm talking about here is blockchain, cryptocurrency. And this isn't a finance podcast, so I won't dive too deep into the finances of it. But in layman's terms, cryptocurrency is creating another dollar, creating another currency that people can use. Many are familiar with Bitcoin. In many places, Bitcoin is used as a form of currency. You could potentially buy your groceries. Whatever you need, you could buy them with Bitcoin in some places. So with the rise of cryptocurrency, that seems all but inevitable as becoming a true form of currency around the world. Gaming has some pretty interesting conversations to make. Will they incorporate these cryptocurrencies as we approach the next decade? And from the gaming side, they could make some serious money if they believe that the cryptocurrencies are going to continue to ascend in value. As they could accept $2 worth of Bitcoin, and the next day that $2 could be worth $100. Now that's an extreme case, but it's just to show maybe you get $100 in Bitcoin and the next day is 2 So is gaming ready to step into the cryptocurrency field and accept that as a legitimate source of revenue? Now, I don't have any data or information on what the gaming industries are currently planning. But if cryptocurrency continues on the same path that it's been on, I see no reason why the gaming industry wouldn't want to get in on that. Granted, the gaming industry is one of the fastest growing industries at the moment, and it was obviously expedited by COVID. They're trying to get as much as they can now, and the gaming industry that rarely gets the credit it deserves for moving the needle forward with technology may be on the forefront of the cryptocurrency age. And that was the main topic I wanted to touch on there. The next-gen news is continuing to come out slowly. The PlayStation 5, I saw signed a deal with Travis Scott, a creative deal. I believe he's coming out with special shoes for them. So 
the gap between gaming and popular culture is getting smaller and smaller by the day. And that industry's prospects for the next hundred years, to be honest, looks great. And we'll see what happens there. But with all that being said, we have reached the end of today's episode. A little bit shorter. I could have tried to add some more things that took place in there, but I think that that was enough for this week. As I have some topics that I still want to talk about for next week. And obviously when the next gen consoles come out, that'll be pretty major. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you taking out your time to just check out what's going on in the world and listen to me talk about it. I always enjoy coming here and hearing feedback as well. I hope that you can hear how passionate I am about these things. I genuinely love doing this. So if you enjoyed it, leave a like, leave a review, share it. Do anything you can to support. I'll always appreciate it. And like I am here, I hope that you're finding ways to improve yourself every single day. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture. Mm